The following message is from the audio ministry of Coastal Community Church. We trust you'll find it helpful and encouraging. Now, here's Pastor Chris Rollins. Good evening, everyone, again. Welcome, welcome. My name is Pastor Chris. Uh, Welcome to our candlelight service tonight here at Coastal. Uh, I know scientifically, December the 21st is known as uh, the longest night of the year. It's called the what? Anybody know? Winter solstice. Very good. But everybody knows, uh, in reality, tonight's the longest night of the year uh, for a lot of you, a lot of parents. But again, like Ryan said, we're just glad that you took the time out of your schedule to come uh, and to worship, to be together with the family of God and uh, to just spend a few minutes uh, in the hurry and rush of this season to slow down and uh, to worship. And we're glad that you came out and did that with us tonight. And we are uh, gonna have some fun tonight. We're gonna light some candles here in a little bit. We're gonna give away some stuff. And you're right, Ryan has no idea what a Hatchimal is. So somebody explain to him later exactly what that is. I'm not really sure what it is, but uh, anyway. um, You know, one of my favorite parts of Christmas has got to be uh, the lights. It just seems as though Christmas uh, lights up the world. Uh, raise your hand if you've been to see the lights out at James Island County Park. That's kind of a, yeah, very good. I figured probably most of you have done that, kind of a, a tradition around here. And, and I'm sure for many of you driving around town, maybe with your kids, with your family, uh, just seeing lights in your neighborhood uh, is, a, uh, is a huge tradition, part of uh, the Christmas season. Well, uh, lights uh, are very important, uh, very important to the very first Christmas, in fact. Uh, the angels, we know, uh, put on a dazzling light show in the sky. And uh, the shepherds went to Bethlehem as a result to see the baby Jesus. The wise men later on saw another very bright uh, light in the sky, a star, and uh, they followed it uh, to see where the Savior was born. Light is a very uh, big theme in the Bible. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 5, God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. In fact, the very first command that God gave in scripture was, let there be light. Very good. Well, tonight, again, at the end of our service, we're going to uh, light candles. In fact, think about it. People all over the city, uh, all around our country, and all over the world uh, will be lighting candles uh, somewhere attending uh, a candlelight service tonight. And I realize that people go to those types of services for all different kinds of reasons. And uh, you're here tonight you know, for a particular reason. Uh, Maybe you're here tonight out of tradition. You know, it's the thing to do. Maybe you're here out of habit. Maybe you came out of curiosity. Maybe a friend has been inviting you and reaching out to you and you thought this would be a good time to respond and to come. Some of you came because you just love to hear uh, music at this time of the year. Uh, Some of you came because, again, a friend, a relative, Somebody cared enough about you, invited you to come, and you're here. Well, regardless of why you think you came, I want you to hear something loud and clear. You're not here by accident. God had a reason and a purpose for you being here tonight. And tonight, I don't want you to just go through uh, the motions of worship, of singing, but I also don't want you to just go through the worship, uh, the, um, the motions of lighting candles. You know, I, I don't want you to do it just because, you know, everybody else is doing it on your road. If you don't pass it down, then, you know, it'll get, the chain will get broken or, you know, it's the time to do it in our service. I want it to mean something to you tonight. And in fact, tonight, I want us to talk about why 
why we light candles. You know, what, what is the significance of a candle lighting service? Well, in John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus said to the people, I am the what? I am the light of the world. If you follow me, listen to this, if you follow me, you won't be stumbling through the darkness because you'll have the light that leads to life. Wow, that's almost a, you know, a purpose statement, isn't it, of Jesus? You know, and yet, I bet many of you here tonight, you know people, maybe you even feel like you might fit into that category where you're kind of stumbling, stumbling in the darkness. Well, Jesus said, I'm the light. And if you would follow him, if you put your faith in him, you'll have the light that leads to life. That's what Christmas is all about. The light of the world has pierced the darkness. Jesus came to light up the darkness in people's lives, your life. And so tonight, before we light our candles, I want to talk, talk about some of the, the darkness that we all experience. You know, just recently here at Coastal, we went through a series entitled Unshakable, uh, Standing Strong in the Storms of Life. And we talked about some of those storms. And tonight, I want to talk about some of those dark days that we all experience. And then, I want to point you to Jesus. And I want to remind all of us what a difference Jesus can really make in the midst of our darkness. Number one, if you're taking notes, all of us have probably experienced uh, those dark days of disappointment. Disappointment. In Job 30, verse 26, it says, I hope for happiness and light, but trouble and darkness came instead. Ever, ever felt that way? You know, where you, you were hoping for one thing, wishing for one thing, and yet you wound up disappointed. You know, the fact is, life is disappointing sometimes. Things don't always uh, work out as planned. You know, for example, some of you think you know what's under the Christmas tree tomorrow, and what you think is a Hatchimal is a globe, <laughs> you know, right? You're, you're going to be a little disappointed. It's a, it's, a, it's a bag of socks, right? You know, it's not quite what you were, you were hoping for. Um, I imagine Mary, that very first Christmas, experienced some, some disappointment. You know, here she's been told, hey, you're to bear the Messiah, the one that we've all been anticipating, the, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Son of God. And yet she winds up giving birth in a stable all alone. That'd be a little disappointing, I think. You know, we've all experienced those dark days of distress as well. I think it's a little bit different than, uh, than disappointment. It's, it's when you feel overwhelmed. Stretched to the limit, stressed out. That pretty much describes this past month for a lot of you, doesn't it? Right there, um, frustrated. You know, you've you got too much to do and not enough time, energy, money or to do it, right? You're stressed out. I got a feeling Mary was stressed out that very first Christmas. Again, think about it. She's nine months pregnant and she's told she's got to make a, a road trip from, from Nazareth to Bethlehem and give birth uh, in a stable, in a barn. You know, I don't know a lot about barns, but I do know they're, they're kind of stinky. And uh, I got a feeling it'd be pretty stressful. Psalm 22 verse 1 says, David said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why do you remain so distant? Why do you ignore my cries for help? 
Some of you know exactly what he's talking about. You, you feel that exact same way and you're, you're right in the middle of those dark days of distress. Some of you are experiencing dark days of, of doubt. Of doubt. Your faith, if you're honest, is hanging on by a thread. John 12, 35, it says, the one who walks in the dark doesn't know where he's going. Ever felt like that? Where you just, your head's in a, in a fog, in a cloud, and you feel like you've just lost your way, and you're hanging on by a thread. You know, the truth is, there's a lot of reasons to be doubtful as we head into 2017. A lot of things on the horizon that we just don't know how they're going to all work out. That comes to uh, number four, the dark days of depression. And this is probably the worst of all. It's just when everything seems to cave in. You feel like, I mean, you're to the point of just giving up. Lamentations chapter 3, verses 19 and 20, it says this, The thought of my pain is bitter poison. I think of it constantly, and my spirit is depressed. Some of you here tonight have faced a major crisis this past year. Some really, really hard things. Maybe it was a divorce. Maybe you got laid off. Maybe you're facing a major illness. Maybe it was the death of a loved one. And the fact is, you don't feel like being happy at the holidays. Maybe you feel like David in Psalm 88 where he said, lover, friend, acquaintance, all are gone. There is only darkness everywhere. See, the truth is, a lot of you feel exactly that way. And you're in the middle of one of these dark days. Where do you turn? You know, what is the antidote? Well, 1 Samuel twenty two twenty nine 29 says this. You, Lord, are my light. You dispel my darkness. You know, I want that to be more than just a cliche tonight. How does Jesus do that? How does he light up our life? How does he dispel the darkness? Let's look at each one of these dark days really quickly, and let's just talk about it. Because before you light that candle tonight, man, I want, it, I want it to sink deep down into your heart, into your soul, that Jesus really is the light of the world. And that he can dispel the darkness in your life. How does he do that? Number one, he encourages me when I am disappointed. He encourages me when I'm disappointed. Psalm 23, verse four says, even though I go through the deepest darkness... I will not be afraid, Lord, for you are with me. I really believe those are four of the most powerful words in the entire Bible. You are with me. You know, the first way God encourages us is he says, I am with you. Again, many of you here tonight, you've had a, had a pretty tough 2016. Again, you've experienced some loss, you've experienced some pain, your hopes and dreams, they maybe didn't materialize the way you thought that they would, your plans, your direction, or maybe worse. Again, 
Maybe it's an illness. Maybe it was a death. You know, where? Where is God in all of that? He's right where he's always been. He is right there with you. He is close to the brokenhearted. He is there with you. He encourages you in those disappointing days and those disappointing times of darkness by reminding you, listen, you never go through anything alone. He is with you. Number two, he strengthens me when I'm distressed. He gives me his power, his strength. Philippians 4.13, many of you know this verse, have quoted it. Listen to it in the Amplified Bible. It says, I have the strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. Listen to this. I am ready for anything. I am equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. Some of you need that verse. You need to put that on your refrigerator. I have the strength for all things. I am ready for anything. I am equal to anything. Now here's the here's where the rubber meets the road though. In your own power? Not at all. In your own strength? I mean there's some things that you and I are going to face that some of you have faced this year. You can't handle that alone. But it's in Christ, in him who gives me power, who gives me strength to make it through day by day, through the darkness. Number three, he guides me when I'm doubtful. You know, when I'm confused, when I don't know which way I should go. Let me ask you a question. What are you worried about tonight? What is it in your mind that's keeping you up at night, that's keeping your stomach churning? The truth is, some of you got some uh, pretty major decisions that you're facing this coming year. Let me ask you. On what basis are you going to make those decisions? Well, you know, I just feel it's the right thing to do. Okay, feelings are pretty unreliable. I mean, you might have eaten a, a bad pizza the night before, and all of a sudden, you know, you're going a certain direction, right? Just because of that. Well, you know, everybody else is doing it. Well, that's not a very good reason either. You know, the majority is often wrong. Listen, when you face doubts, when you're in those, those dark times and you need a direction, when you are confused, when you're worried about where to turn, there is a reliable source that will always give you the right advice, that will never steer you in the wrong direction. It's called the Word of God. In fact, Psalm 119.105, it says this, Your word is a what? What does it say? A lamp to my feet, and a what? A light for my path. Listen, the word of God is the only reliable guide for life. It is a light. It's a flashlight. It illuminates. It, it keeps you from stumbling. It, it helps you to see things clearly. How do I you know, how do I manage my family? How do I manage my, my finances? How do, I, how do I do life? How do I raise my kids? Listen, the word of God it is a lamp unto your feet. It's a light unto your path. Number four, he changes me when I'm depressed. He changes me from the inside out when I am depressed. Isaiah 60, verse 20, it says, The Lord will be, listen to this again, your everlasting light. Your days of sorrow will end. Listen, 
when you get depressed, God doesn't just want to come alongside you, kind of pat you on the back and say, hey, buck up, you know, cheer up. No, listen, he wants to change you from the inside out. He wants to infuse your life with light. And the good news is, because of Christmas, there is now a light in the world that can drive out, that can drive away the darkness that you find yourself in. 1 John 2.8, listen to this. The darkness in our lives disappears and the new light of life in Christ shines in. Again, this Christmas, this year, maybe you're going through one of these dark days. Disappointment, distress, doubt, depression. That's okay. That is a part of life that's normal. But listen to me. You don't have to go through it alone. The good news of Christmas is that the darkness in our lives disappears and the new light of life in Christ shines in. When? When Jesus comes into your life. Now how does that happen? Listen very carefully. John 1, 12. Yet, to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. The very first step for you to step out of darkness and into the light is to receive God's Christmas gift to you, his son Jesus. Listen, the purpose of Christmas It's God's rescue mission. You know, sometimes Christians, they crack me up. We get all upset when people talk about, you know, the reason for Christmas. Jesus is the reason for the season. Don't take Christ out of Christmas. Here's something loud and clear for me. Jesus is not the reason for the season. You are. You are. I mean, that's why Jesus came. Because we were in need of a savior. We are sinners and we need forgiveness. And he says here in his word, the the word receive here, he says, yet to all who receive him. It's actually a very, it's not a passive word, it's actually a very active word with deep meaning. It actually means to take, to grab hold of, to, to seize. And so what he's saying is that those who receive Christ, who take hold of him, are those who who welcome him into his life, into their lives, those who accept him into their lives. And then it says, to those who believe in his name, to those who believe in his name, to believe in his name is to to trust, to rely on Jesus completely, completely to the point of committing your life to him. That's called faith. Listen, tonight, I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about church attendance. I'm not talking about rituals. I'm asking you a question. On Christmas Eve 2016, have you taken hold of Jesus, welcomed him into your life, and have you trusted in him completely to the point of giving your life to him? That's faith. And if you haven't done that, you are still in the darkness. Listen, if you haven't placed your faith in Christ and you haven't committed your life to him 
Why don't you do it now? Why don't you do it tonight? You know, I I can't think of a, a more perfect time than Christmas Eve. Jesus said in John 12, I have come, listen to this, as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the darkness. Again, he's not talking about physical darkness there. He's talking about spiritual darkness. Tonight, you know, don't just go through the motions and light that candle. Let me ask you, have you received him? Have you placed your faith in him? Do that tonight. Let the light of the world become the light in your life. Bow your heads and pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you. Thank you for Jesus, who truly is the light of the world. Listen, if you are here tonight and you have yet to place your faith in Christ, you can do so now. You can do so tonight, today. I can't think of a more beautiful time of the the year than Christmas Eve, the night uh, in which the announcement was made that a Savior has been born, that tonight you ask the light of the world to come into your life and dispel the darkness. You can do that now. Listen, it's a choice. You have to choose to follow him. You have to choose to place your faith in him. It's not because, that doesn't happen because your parents did it, because it was something that was done to you when you were an infant. It's you, personally. Between you and God. Do it now. Pour out your heart to him right here and right now and say, Dear Heavenly Father, tonight, I want to come home. Tonight, I believe, I do believe. I believe that Jesus really is your son. I believe that he was sent to this earth on a rescue mission for me. I am a sinner. I've blown it. I have I've pushed you out of my life. I've run away from you. But tonight, God, I want to come home. I just have a small amount of faith. But you tell me that's enough. And I place all that I have in Christ and in him alone. I'm no longer going to try to be good enough, try to earn your love or approval. But I'm going to accept what Jesus did for me on that cross. But God, and I believe not only did he die on that cross for me, but I believe that death and darkness and this world could not contain him. And he rose from the dead and he is alive. He is the light of the world. And today, God, I choose to follow him, to commit my life to him. I want to become day by day more and more like you see me now, clean, forgiven, and brand new. Thank you, God. Thank you. And Father, I pray for our church. I pray that at Coastal, we would be a bright, beacon of light to this dark, dark world. That we would point people to Jesus. That we would, um, wherever we live, work, or play in our family, with our friends, that we would dispel the darkness. Not because of us, but because of you. That we would point people to Christ and let him change this world one life at a time. We love you, Father, and we thank you. Thank you for the miracle of Christmas. Thank you for the miracle of this season. 
May we truly be the light of your light shining brightly in this world for all to see. Thank you for Jesus, the light of the world. In his name we pray. listening to a message from Pastor Chris Rollins of Coastal Community Church. For more information about Coastal or to explore what your next step of faith might look like, check us out online at coastalcommunitychurch.org. From Pastor Chris and the family at Coastal Community Church, thanks for listening.